All right. Um, <laughs> feeling good? Never felt better. Nothing. Just our regular speaking voices for today. Welcome to home, everybody. Welcome back to your home, the Island Shuffle. It's Christmas time. And my name's Bean. <laughs> and my name's James. And it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time in paradise. So we want to say to you, first of all, Merry Christmas, one and all. Uh-huh. And to all, a tree full of presents. Happy New Year, baby. Happy New Year, baby. I'm buying us the boat this year. This is the year that James Brown is going to buy all of us, you, me, and every listener, a boat. And so that's, I the think... Gravy th- the, a the gravy boat. The gravy boat we've been admiring in the <laughs> store. <laughs> we every week we walk by the window. They have that beautiful gravy boat. In, uh, and we say, well, that, that, that sure would fit all our gravy nice. Yeah. It, would make, it would make distributing our Christmas gravy so much easier if yeah. we had one of these gravy boats. Instead, we scald ourselves by scooping it up with our up hands. Up with our hands, which is, I mean, and my hands, don't get me wrong, they're freakishly scoop-like. <laughs> yeah, we, we've all got, you, me, and our entire family have yeah. scoop-like hands, <laughs> which, is gr- which is great for scooping. Saves a saves million dollars on spoons. Totally. I can't use a phone. But <laughs> we can scoop like nobody's business. Scoop. But the... Uh, we haven't yet evolved to the point where our hands are heat resistant. No, unfortunately not. We've tried many solutions. We tried wearing oven mitts. The gravy just soaks right through. Uh, it soaks right through. <laughs> we tried rubber gloves. Not very heat protective. No, and makes the gravy taste like rubber. Totally. So I coated my hands in wax before. That sort of worked. That sounds like our best solution yet, but also expensive. Yeah. More expensive. My wax bill was, you know, yeah. and I already had a pretty big wax bill to begin with, <laughs> with all the envelopes I'm sealing. All the money we're saving on spoons is being doubly de- <laughs> indebted by our wax bill at this point. So I think all of the money that we're saving on spoons, <laughs> <laughs> you'll never buy a spoon again. <laughs> Scoop with your hands. Spoon spoon makers hate them. This one family <laughs> developed an evolutionary it's trick. One simple trick. <laughs> this one simple trick of evolving. Your hands to become scoops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I heard another technique where you just take the bowl and put it to your mouth. Yeah, that's, you know, we've tried that. Burns the whole mouth. <laughs> Burns the whole mouth. I feel like that's a lot of our. You need pro- to touch it with your hand first to have some idea of how hot things are. I feel like a lot of our problems would be set if we just let the gravy cool a bit. <laughs> yeah, but then I need hot gravy for my mashed potatoes. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Ah. Uh, well, speaking of mashed potatoes, uh-huh. uh, we watched an episode of <laughs> Lost <laughs> this week, as we do every week, uh, and we watched it in a random order, and, you know, random.org tells us what to do, and we are beholden to its wills and whims. Yeah, God's will. That's, honestly, when Drake wrote the song called God's Plan, he was talking about random.org and the order it chooses Lost for us. I thought that was called God's Plant, and it was about weed. <laughs> oh, you know... I think that's the beautiful thing about art is, it, is you can interpret it how you want and nobody's nobody's right and nobody's wrong. Totally. I'll hit the bong to that. I'll I'll hit the bong to that. <laughs> <laughs> like I always say, <laughs> like we always say on this podcast, I'll, I'll hit, hit the, the bong, bong to that. that. <laughs> so we watched um, a season two episode. Uh-huh. Season two, episode 18. Correct. It was about uh, Hurley. It was about Hurley and it was called Dave. Dave. 
Who the and heck is who the heck is Dave? You're wondering. We've never met a character named Dave before. We've been watching. We 85 will never meet a character named Dave again either. Eighty-five episodes in, and we're being introduced to the character of Dave. And it, boy, is he bald. He's. He, I would not call him the baldest character on the show, but he definitely cracks the top five. Totally top five bald, and that includes. We got Locke. Um, we Locke. got the guy. Obviously, the guy who Sun has an affair with. <laughs> he's probably the baldest. I think he. I think he's. Show. I think he is bar none the baldest. So um, this guy is the third baldest character on the show. I would say. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but he might be balder than Locke because in alternate worlds Locke has hair. That's true. We've seen Locke with hair, and he rocks it. He um, rocked. Yeah, rocked the Locke. And even in his bald state, he's got a little bit of stubble. Totally, he's got the remnants of. Uh, Ahead, remnants of a head. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my favorite new but metal band. But this man is very bald. This man is pretty damn bald. Uh, do you want to start with the flashbacks? I feel like yeah, that would the make the most sense. Flashbacks are fun. Uh, the flashbacks deal with Hurley's time in the Santa Rosa mental health clinic. And boy, was he unhappy. He was unhappy. Uh, he's going to see a psychiatrist uh -huh. named Doctor Brooks. Is that right? Doctor Butt. Doctor Butt. Doctor Butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cool, ruthless own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ruthless. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm not letting up. <laughs> Honestly, Doctor Brooks deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Fucking Cooks. Meth. <laughs> That's how what I think of him. That's that's honestly borderline libelous, but <laughs> yeah, but it's such a sick probably. roast. I can't help but so who slanders more my style. <laughs> I love going to your comedy sets and just having <laughs> you having you just ac accuse people baselessly. <laughs> people in your you're life. the murderer. <laughs> you're the murderer. <laughs> You're the murderer. Someone's eventually gonna, you know, someone has killed someone. <laughs> I would. <laughs> this is great. I love. I love how your comedy sets are actually undercover sting operations <laughs> of, to weed the murderers out of our community. <laughs> and it, yeah, it. Um, I feel like murderers found out pretty quickly not to come to my show. Yeah, I. You know, I think it worked for a while. Yeah, it worked. Those first couple shows, I was just rounding them up. <laughs> murderers love to go to the <laughs> local stand-up comedy show. This one simple trick that murderers hate. <laughs> murderers hate him. This one stand-up <laughs> comedian figured murderers out how to Murderers everywhere don't want you to know this one simple thing. <laughs> of accuse them. <laughs> accuse them in a public forum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like it's just like how if you ask a cop if they're a cop, they have to say yes. Mm -hmm. If you ask a murderer if they're a murderer, they have to say yes. That's true. I mean, I don't know why. Like, seems like trials should just be like a no-brainer. <laughs> totally, it's easy. It's easy. Just ask them. Dummy. I think <laughs> trial by fire should be more of a thing. It should. I'm well. Uh, elaborate on that. Um, please. The I was in court the other day and it was really cold, so I wanted to light a big fire in the middle of the room, <laughs> heat it up, you know. I feel like there's more effective solutions to this problem, but you know what? I've never been to court, so yeah, I think I'll leave you, this to your judgment. You don't judgment. know what courts like. I really don't know what courts like. In my in my head, courts are like freezers. Oh my god! There's meat in the corner. That what they is keep a court cold. like? Nine hundred milliliters. 
Hey, in Ontario, they call them two fours, I think. Um, two sixes. Or maybe I'm mixing that up. I always forget the difference between Ontario measurements and East Coast measurements. It's fine. Two fours. Two. Welcome to the Island Shuffle. Welcome to the Island Shuffle where we talk Dave about... Dave is bald. Dave is bald and Hurley is his friend. Um, Hurley goes... Hurley has a visit with his doctor and the doctor's like, did you do your homework like we talked about? And Hurley's like, well, Dave didn't do his homework. Dave thinks it's a crock of shit, doctor. Dave, Dave, All yeah. due respect, but Dave thinks you're a big fucking faker. And, her, and the doctor's like, well, you know, we've talked about Dave. Dave's a bad influence. And Hurley's like, Dave's the only one normal one here, dude. So <laughs> <laughs> so Hurley goes to a basketball game. Uh, and right away, we should say that this... Uh, so this is the first episode to really kind of delve into Hurley's, like, mental health struggles. Yeah, totally. And I think it does better than other episodes where, yeah. for where like, the person suffering from mental health is, like, depicted as, like, still full... And a whole character and in control instead of just like doing sad voice and like asking questions all the time. Yeah. Uh, like how Faraday I was. I can't hear anything. I'm just. I don't. Was it? I'm so. I don't. I don't My know. My brain hurts. I don't remember. I don't remember. That was the thing. He doesn't remember. I look at a piano and I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good song. <laughs> I look at a piano and I don't remember. Yeah. That's my favorite Coldplay Just lyric. Just he's doing all these things and he never remembers, but mm-hmm. then at the end of the song he remembers. Mm-hmm. He goes, and it goes, I look at you and I remember. Yo, now that's a Coldplay song. Yeah. Get Chris Martin on the phone and say, here's a million dollar check for me, please. <laughs> million dollar check for me, you a loser wannabe, <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> you ripped off Charlie Pace. This is a this is how ghostwriting works, right? You give them lyrics and then roasted them, <laughs> and I then say give ghost me a million. Ghostwriting is whenever you write a TV show for ghosts. That's true. And then the ghosts, it's like you don't know if it it gets made because we can't see <laughs> ghosts. That's true. It's but always it might. It's very. How creatively fulfilling would that be, knowing that you're knowing that someone's enjoying it, but you could never, unless it's you became Schrodinger's a ghost show. Sh- it both did and did not get made. Damn, fuck. Would you become a ghost so that you could see ghost shows? Um, would that yeah, be worth yeah, it? yeah. I want to become a ghost just so because I like hot peppers and ghost peppers are like the hottest ones. So I wonder if ghosts have like uneven hotter pepper, where they're like forbidden pepper. Yeah, like yeah. the the spirits that have been cut up into a million pieces, Pepper. Oh my God, that must be a spicy one. Yeah, that's a spicy pea. That's a spicy pea. That's a that's that. <laughs> that's gotta be one of the spiciest peas there is. Yeah, that is. Uh, put a little you know, dollop of mustard on that pea because <laughs> that pea is too spicy for me. <laughs> I need something to cool it down. If you become a ghost and a yeah. ghost offers you this this ungodly spicy pepper uh-huh. and you have it and you say oh no this is beyond spicy i can't handle this uh-huh. they're gonna make fun of you they're gonna say look at this loser new guy on the block new guy on the block can't handle the our, what to us is a casual pepper yeah <laughs> <laughs> we of ghost 
<laughs> town. <laughs> we of Ghost Town. Have been consuming this pepper for generations. And to us, it's normal spicy. To us, this is the reg. And to nor- to newcomers, it is obscenely spicy. There's, this is, you know, this is what we call comedy. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of a go- of ghosts eating a t- pepper that's ghosts too spicy. with the n- spicy pepper, and then they make fun of new ghosts. <laughs> because the pepper is really spicy, but, but like, after a while, you get used to it yeah. and it's not that spicy it anymore it's not that spicy to ghosts it's not that spicy it's like when you give a kid a drink mm-hmm. and they're like yo the beer is so bad but then 20 years later can't get it out of his hand oh <laughs> that's yeah that's a one to one comparison <laughs> Dra- starting starting drinking too early is exactly like getting used to a really spicy yeah. pepper you gotta wait till you're 12 <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot about the way you see the world today. Ah, <laughs> oh, sit through me glasses. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know how Hurley sees the world. Um, no. <laughs> Tell me, please. <laughs> he sees the world. Okay, so <laughs> we got very distracted. <laughs> I was trying to talk about how this show handles mental health, and uh, this episode is better than most, mm-hmm. but also it's set in, like, it's still set in a cartoon version of a mental health clinic. Totally. Where, like, all the background people are, like, hobbling around. They move in weird ways. They're wearing bathrobes and stuff. They can't really talk. It's very One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, like, ass shit. Like, nurses are handing out little, like, uh, pills all the time. Pills and, like, cupcake holders. Those ketchup things. Yeah, those ketchup things. Exactly. Uh, It's incredibly that. Um, So, yeah. Hurley goes to the basketball game and they, they, everybody has funny mental health, so everybody. No one can play basketball. One of them's not even dribbling. And Dave's there, and Dave is just like screaming. He just <laughs> yells at people and calls them stupid. He says these dumbasses don't even know how to play basketball, yeah. and he gets mad at them, like actually. <laughs> and Hurley like walks into the middle of the thing and is like, "Dave, the, my doctor said you're bad." And, and Dave's like, "You're gonna listen to that bozo? Listen, here's what I think you should listen to." It's Taco Tuesday, baby. We're going to get tacos. We're getting tacos, my guy. We're getting tacos. And Hurley's like, that sounds fun. Let's go get some tacos. And they do, but we don't freaking see it. The tacos are implied. Yeah, Honestly, tacos are implied. Show don't tell. I really hope in the questions it asks us whether they really had tacos. Are the tacos real? Who knows? Um, then we get a scene of um, Hurley playing Connect Four with Leonard, who is the man who is repeating the numbers. He's... Um, yeah. He's repeating to himself, muttering to himself, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. And uh, Leonard, and once again, Dave is just roasting this man with a mental illness. Yeah, he can't really say anything else. And yeah. Dave is just, he's like the Sawyer of the mental institution. But like even meaner. Yeah. Because <laughs> like at least Sawyer's, Sawyer barbs people who can like fight back. Well, and also it's like Sawyer, I think, benefits from, he has like this slick southern charm and yes. dave sort of has the charm of like a low level employee in a cubicle yeah dave is very like went to open mic once yeah totally mm-hmm. and sawyer is a king of the open mic oh my god sawyer goes to the open mic and gets a standing ovation every time yes he puts the ovation in ovation pin mic <laughs> ovation pin mic yeah that's what the o stands for <laughs> 
and the P and the P E N just stands for pen. Ova- for pen. Ovation. He writes all his jokes with a pen. Of course. Ovation for the ovations you get. Pen for writing down the jokes. And uh-huh. Mike for what you talk into. And also the man who came up with it. The man who came up with it. Mike. Mike. Mike O. Mike O. <laughs> for ovation again. Again. Time is a flat circle. It really, you know, everything's connected and it all makes sense if you ask me. Um. So <laughs> they so eat tacos, and then, but we don't look at that. Uh, Hurley eats a s- stick of celery, and Dave is like, "You're eating celery now, man! What the heck's the deal?" Hey, eat some bad stuff. Eat something bad. Eat some friggin' tacos. Steal one of Leonard's crackers. He won't notice. Mm. Uh, nurse comes around and gives out some medication. Doctor Brooks comes by and says, "Like, hey guys, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Hurley. Nice to see you, Dave." Uh, I'm just I'm taking everybody's picture, and I'm here to take your picture. So get together and take a picture for me. And he takes a picture. <laughs> uh, and while they're taking a picture, Dave does like the one of these devil horns and says like "awesome" instead of "cheese" or yeah, because he's like a little bit of a, a. I guess he worships the devil. He's a bit of that a ba- indicates he's a bit of a bad boy in a sense. He's been also. to an ACDC show he goes to rock and roll concerts and he enjoys how loud it is did you ever see do you know what acdc is uh, stands for uh automatic current direct current against christ devil's child that's way sicker yeah. than my thing i yeah. had a person tell me that that's i had an adult tell me that while i was a child acdc is probably one of the worst bands of all time i we were listening to them the other night, and like we were just kind of like, couldn't believe it. <laughs> I love it. I think I like how it's just like, it just is what rock and roll is. It really like is just like you can ha- you can have your like all butt rock strives to be <laughs> as butt as ACDC. <laughs> totally. yeah, yeah, they are the butt of butt rock. They are. Yeah. They put the butt in butt rock. Did you ever hear the song "Big Balls"? I have. Yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah, it's that's like, a funny one. It's about how he throws like a big ball, like a gala for right, all the yeah, fancy people. Totally. He loves big balls. But then, if you think about it, it's you could also read it as another way, which is the nuts of your balls. Totally, like testicles. He loves big balls. Yeah, and that's. I think that's just comedy. It's and not. It's not quite ghost pepper comedy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's a early version. Yeah, it's like how cavemen, you know, whenever they would tell jokes, they yeah. weren't very funny. Yet. Exactly. They were. Ju- they would just be like, "What if rock was food?" <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and they're like. People didn't get it. People were like, rock's not food, man. Rock's not food, meat idiot. Is, meat is food, bozo. And then one of them was like, big balls. <laughs> and <then laughs> people were like, yeah. And then ACD, that's how ACDC was formed. That's true. Honestly, ACDC sort of look like cavemen. They <laughs> they sure do, don't they? Yeah. You ever heard the song Play Ball by ACDC? No. It's deeply upsetting. Wow, I it only know one ball song by ACDC. Apparently the wrong one. No, I think you know the right one. Um... Anyways, that's our ACDC crit- critique. Album. Yeah, I'll, now that we got that out of the way. Finally, every every week we come together to critique ACDC, and then we just also happen to watch an episode of. Yeah, the Lost as we well. need something else to carry us along. Yeah, we couldn't. We realized there wasn't enough to talk about with ACDC, but with Lost, we can go on and on and on. 
And boy, so Hurley did something else. He got his photo taken. Yes. Then I guess he goes to see old murdering Brooks again. He goes to see the murdering meth dealer Brooks and (laughs) says, and says, uh, you know, uh, he's kind of, kind of starts to open up a bit and says like, you know, uh, he talks about the reason that he came to the hospital in the first place. Yeah. Uh, which is that there was an accident. There was an accident. Uh, Hurley stepped onto a deck where 23 people were. Yeah. The deck collapsed. And a couple people died. Two people died. Two people died. And when Hurley came out, he was in an effectively catatonic state. Yeah. He stopped sleeping. He stopped, uh, you know, talking to people. He stopped going out. But he didn't stop eating. Didn't stop eating. He still ate a lot. He still ate a lot. Um, and so his mother ended up checking him into this hospital. And, you know, he's been making progress. Uh, he's, you know, talking to the doctor, for instance, talking yeah. to other patients. He's, you know, getting better. Uh, and then, uh, and so Brooks is kind of like trying to work through it with him and being like, listen, you have to stop holding yourself responsible for this accident. It's not your fault. It didn't happen because, you know, it didn't be happen because of your weight. And Hurley says it did happen because of my weight. And also listen up, Dave's right about you. You are a quack. You're a jerk and a fool and a fraud and an asshole and an asshole jerk. Uh, <laughs> penis while, head. While Brooks, while Brooks is like fully just like doing his job yeah. of trying to help him cope with his like trauma. He's doing a good job too. Yeah, that asshole. Honestly, Brooks, for a drug lord, <laughs> surprisingly decent psychologist. I mean, people are multifaceted. Yeah, people are. Mm-hmm. And this man's two facets are both going on full blast. Fant- faucets incredible drug dealer <laughs> and an incredible psychologist yeah great at his two passions his two passions you don't often get to pursue both your passions <laughs> no but dr brooks honestly made it work yeah um and so so dr brooks hits him with hits him with the big bomb he says listen i'm going to show you something that you're not going to like it here's a pic here's that pic i took earlier today and you're going to notice something weird about it dave isn't there because Dave isn't real. Ba, ba, ba. Wow. Bam. So in addition to, so I guess Hurley, this establishes that Hurley uh, isn't just like, doesn't just like have depression and guilt. He also is having unspecified like uh, psychotic halluc- hallucinations. Yeah. yeah. Psychotic breaks, I guess. And then the song, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. I know, I know. right now you can't tell. It goes on. It goes on. That plays for the rest of the episode in a loop. In a loop. Just that part. Which is a bold move, um, but it's, you know, I think it adds a lot. It... Otherwise, the ev- why even watch the show? What's the point of watching a show if not a loop of your favorite song? I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. Playing right I when the t- twist right drops. Now, you can't tell. And then not stopping for the rest of the episode and continuing outside of the episode even when it stops and playing all the time. Do you know who sings that song? I don't. Me neither. Well, that's I, I think there's no way of knowing. If, True. If, if you don't know it and I don't know it. So write us, people. If anybody but don't look it up. You Don't Google it. Write us your best guess. Yeah. I'm going to guess uh, a man named Tom Bryant. I'm going to guess, my guess is probably way off base. I'm going to guess Our Lady Peace. Our Lady Peace. I don't think that's right at all, but I'm going to go, f- I'm going to, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going to lay my chips. I'm going to change mine to Hootie and the Blowfish. That's fantastic. What's, uh, do they have an, um, I'm not going to talk about Hootie and the Blowfish. April Wine. <laughs> now that I like. <laughs> now that's, now that's good. 
<sighs> Anyways, if you've got any guesses, <laughs> please do send them to us. We, our contact information will be at the end of the episode, so you can send us all of that. Um, <laughs> so, Hurley is grappling with uh, his break from reality, and he's yep. saying, uh-oh. And he gets w- woken up in the middle of the night by none other than Dave. He says, oh, yeah, listen, Dave. let's break out of here. Let's uh, go... You know, go break out of this joint and go get some cheeseburgers or something. And that is literally <laughs> his suggestion. He says, "Let's go get cheeseburgers." Mm-hmm. And Dave and Hurley says, "You're not real." And her Dave slaps him in response. And uh, Hurley says, Seems "Well, real. Hurley's like, well, maybe I imagine that slap." And Dave just slaps him again and says, "We can do it all night." And it's a funny. It's a funny. It's a funny thing. It's a funny. To, it's funny to slap. Yeah. Funny slap. I like it. Um, uh, Hurley. Uh, has stole somehow has stolen the keys from Doctor Brooks mm-hmm. and uses it to escape. Open the window, and D- Dave climbs out and says, "All right, let's go. You coming, buddy, or what?" Come and, on, bud. And Hurley says, "You're not real. I know you're not real because you you say you want cheeseburgers, but that's just because I want cheeseburgers." Yes, I'm gonna good have, I'm thinking. Good, honestly, brilliant rational logic. And he says goodbye. Dave locks up the door. Uh, and that's that. He says goodbye to Dave. Goodbye, little asshole boy. Little, little weird asshole who roasts all the people in the mental hospital. Yeah. And he never sees Dave again. He never sees Dave again. And that's all or we know about Dave. Does he? Bump, bump, bump. Well, on the island. On Ow! The, on the island, Hurley and Libby are friends. Yeah, they're best friends. They're BFFs. And they the, run together. They go for a jog, and Hurley's having a tired time. Yeah, he's like, oh, this stinks. Mm. I'm too big. This stinks. I'm all sweaty. And uh, <clears throat> and Libby's like, well, listen, you know, uh, it's a process. You know, you're not going to see results right away, but we'll we'll get there. And Hurley kind of says, all right, I got I to gotta come clean to you, Libby, and takes takes Libby to the jungle and says, look, back back when we first found the hatch, they they put me in charge of all the food that was in there, and I decided to give it all away. But really, I didn't give it all away. I hid I kept some of it away. So much. Of I it. still kept a whole lot of it, and I've been sneaking it away, sneaking out here for bites and munches. I come out here and I eat. I come out here and I eat to cope. Uh, that's one thing about this episode is that I was definitely bracing myself for a lot of Hurley funny eat, Hurley eat, but big eat, Hurley big and funny eat. Yeah. Uh, but it takes the like Hurley's weight problem, like pretty seriously, actually. Yeah, yeah. Which is a nice change of pace. It's cool because they never have taken it. No, seriously it's literally all. every other time. It's always a punchline. Yeah, it's always like funny Hurley. Like, but here Hurley's food. like, this is difficult. Yeah, and it's like, I don't want to be here. I do it to cope with like trauma. Yeah, <laughs> like it's pretty. Uh, it's 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 I real. I don't think it's like like flawless at all but it's definitely like step up from totally. just a funny punchline jokes <laughs> yeah like a funny jokes about fat man yeah exactly um <laughs> so uh <laughs> so here's so here's what happens and it's really wild uh hurley's just like you know what i i i come out to the stash and i just feel like the stash has a hold on me and i just wish i could get rid of it and libby very sweetly and with the best of intentions says so get rid of it What's stopping you from just getting rid of it? And Hurley says, wow, you're right. And so they... they There's a montage of them throwing out food. Like opening up cans and just throwing it all over the place. And they're on a deserted island. Yeah, there's a limit of, like, give it away again. There's, like, <laughs> 70 people 
all trying to eat. Locke kills a boar every day, and <laughs> Hurley and Libby are out here in the middle of nowhere going, "What? throw it away, the food, throw it's it bad. It's, it's, throw it away, nobody needs this food, we must get rid of it because Hurley... So. It's so fucking stupid. It's pretty ridiculous. It makes me so mad. And it's very like kind of like they're. It's like oh, we're having a silly time. Good. We're throwing Cheerios on the lo- on the yeah. leaves. Ah, ha, ha. And it's like you're what? This is so wasteful. Yeah. But then they do it, and Hurley's like, "Oh, I feel really good actually. That really made me feel great." And then Libby's like. Why don't we look into each other's eyes longingly? And then Jin says, Jin and Sun come along and say, Stop that, guys. They found something over here. We Just found something four feet away we, from you. We found something four feet away from you. What are you guys getting up to? Never mind that. Come check this out. And off they go. And what do they see? But uh, So much food. So much more food that somehow has been airdropped into the island town. And uh, everybody's like, wow, more food. And everybody's just kind of grabbing and hollering at it. And Hugo's, like, immediately starting to panic and stress out and be like, man, not again. And then he looks in the crowd, and who does he see? Um, Who does he? Sawyer? Uh, he does see Sawyer. Oh, he sees Dave. He sees Dave staring at Dave, him. his old buddy, old pal from the institution. Yes, and Hurley goes, uh-oh, uh, and starts to uh, chase after him. Uh-huh. Uh, before this happens, there's a funny, there's a funny, like, everybody's kind of trying to sort... Everybody, it's very chaotic. Everybody's yelling at each other, and everybody's like, "We should try to sort something out." And then Libby's like, "Well, like we're all adults, we can just—I'm t- sure we can take what we need." And then Sawyer hits him with the big roast, which I wrote down in it's word for very word. Very good line. Good. He hits Libby with the, uh, "Oh, great plan, Moonbeam! After that, we can sing Kumbaya and do trust falls." Beautiful. <laughs> Oops. Libby suggests we share. And so you're just fucking <laughs> on site. Yeah, he's like, stupid hippie Hi- asshole hippie, lady. Hippie bullshit trying to keep me away from my Dharma brand Cheerios. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or trying to just allow everyone to just take some food. Because yeah. there's so much food. There's too. so much food. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Hurley goes to chase Dave. Uh, Hurley ends up uh, tripping and falling, but p- takes a slipper. Dave has left. Dave behind. has left his slipper. Also Dave, Dave is a bit of a Cinderella figure here. Yeah, exactly. And he's dressed in a bathrobe and yep. like just like Cinderella was dressed uh-huh. in PJs. Um, Cinderella in her bathrobe. So Hurley's sitting on the beach, admiring the slipper, and Libby comes over and is like, "Wow, that was pretty weird. That after you destroyed your stash, uh, you know, another pile of food comes up. That's pretty fucked up, huh? That's pretty weird." Anyways, who'd you run after? And Hurley's just kind of like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, don't talk to me anymore. I can't, I don't want to talk about it, and there's no, uh, no point in even talking about it. And so, uh, gosh, I kind of forget the exact order of operations here. And does he go see Sawyer? I don't think he goes to see Sawyer just yet. I think he goes to like he. We have one more uh, interaction with. Uh, like, he has one more chase with Dave, where Dave, funny Dave, threw a funny rock at Hurley. And oh, yeah. Like, Hurley Hurley pulls the, like, you're not real, you're not here, and Dave, again, hits him, and Dave Hurley says, owie. Um, and Hurley chases him, and then chases him, and lands right where oh, yeah. Charlie and Echo are building a church. Uh, and Dave is like, did you guys see a man in a bathrobe running by? And Charlie hits him with the, like, didn't see that, but... uh. 
I did see a polar bear in rollerblades with a mango. Uh, funny boy. Funny. Charlie is a funny boy Charlie wearing Land- bell bottoms. Charlie lands a funny joke for once in his life. For the only time in his life. The other, f- the second funniest joke in Charlie's life is when he dies. I, <laughs> I also want to highlight another very funny Charlie moment that happens that almost like got away from me. Uh-huh. And he's he we see him in like the scramble for like oh, the food to- drop, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he picks up a piece of food and goes, "Risotto, nice." <laughs> so weird. <laughs> he's like, "What are you?" T- <laughs> he's weird. He's a, a weird guy. Loves risotto and loves to roast his friend Hurley. Also, weird little boy. So Hurley goes to visit Sawyer, and Sawyer's trying to open up an Oreo. Yeah. Oh, and he can't do it. He can't do it. He breaks it. Got a twist. He says, "Got to twist it." Uh, Hurley, Hurley comes along and roasts his Oreo skills, and then Hurley says, "Listen, I need some medicine if you've got it. I need clonazepam. It's for if you're hallucinating." And Sawyer's just kind of like, "What? What do you need that for? I don't think I've ever heard of that." I forget what triggers Hurley into like into Um, doing this exactly. Sawyer asks what it's for, and Hurley's like, "It's." Like for if you're have a lot of anxiety problems or if you see things that aren't supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and Sarah's like, "What do you see?" And then Hurley's like, "I see this weird bald guy. He's not, but I know he's not really here." Mm-hmm. And then Sawyer goes, "Who's that guy over there?" Oh yeah. And then it he points to nothing, and uh, Sawyer Hurley looks, and then Sawyer laughs at him. Lo- yeah, Sawyer laughs and says, "Gotcha." And then Hurley snaps. Hurley just fucking like he kicks the shit out. He of He tackles him into his tent and just is kicking the shit out of him. It's awesome. Uh, it's, it's like thirty seconds of Hurley beating Sawyer up. Jin and Sun are watching from the side, and Sun is like, Sun like motions to Jin like do something, Stop and Jin it. and Jin's like it's fine. He's laughing. Jin's laughing, which is really great. It's really good. Uh, and Jane eventually does, uh, you know. He stops Hurley. He stops Hurley. But it's a good scene to see. Yeah. Uh, Hurley does sort of kick the shit out of Sawyer. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, but then Hurley, uh, but then Sawyer gets off and says, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. And Hurley says, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. I know right now you can't tell. This song was written by Toby Maguire. Cool of him to say that while the song was still playing <laughs> yeah. from before. <laughs> this song was written by Toby McGuire. <laughs> and it was released in the year of our Lord, 1996, and I'm not crazy. I'm uh, just a little unwell. I know, right now you can't tell. <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> Don't. You can't. You're breaking <laughs> the law. <laughs> no one is going to contact us. Maybe they will. <laughs> I don't might. know. Who knows? Someone's got to. <laughs> All right, I won't do it then. Okay, for the for the bit. Commit I the almost bit. looked it up. Oh my god, I saw your phone going. I, and I know. said, and I had a near heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> god. Um. So, uh, Hurley says, "Enough's enough. I'm taking my stuff. I'm taking a big jar of peanut butter, and I'm going to live in the woods." And Libby says, "Listen, you don't. You can talk to me about it. You can like open Chat, up to me. Bud. You can you can trust me, Hurley." And Hurley says. Nobody me and my can. peanut butter are leaving. Me and my peanut butter are leaving, and nobody can help me. I'm yeah. fundamentally broken, which is sad. <laughs> then he goes to the woods and tries to eat peanut butter, yeah. but it falls and breaks. It falls and, and breaks. He eats the peanut butter off the ground like a dog. He scoops <laughs> it up with a leaf and then eats it. So this is the one, like, Hurley do a funny big eat. And Very it's, ro- it's a rock bottom scenario. It is, yeah. Uh, and then right as he's rock bottom, who shows up? 
David. Dave, of course. The third baldest man in this show. And he shows up and he says, all right, I know you're freaking out. I know you're panicking, but listen. Listen to what I have to say. Remember that night where you uh, closed off the, where you left me outside the window and then you locked it up? And Hurley says, yeah, I remember. I I realized you were imaginary. It was a big breakthrough for me. And shortly after that, I got my old job back. I won the lottery. And, you know, here we are today. And Dave says, well, that's all great. That's all wonderful. But here's the thing, Hurley. None of that is real. You, when you shut me off of the, there, that was the final straw, and you went even more insane, actually. You idiot. Everything since, you're still, you're still in the Santa Rosa clinic, and all this, all this has been imaginary. And Hurley's like, that sounds fake That's as hell. Stupid. But he hits him with a few points of proof. He says, listen, you won the lottery? Yeah? What number did you play? Yeah, you played Leonard's number, isn't that right? Oh, and it won you a bunch of money, isn't that? Uh, what a coincidence. And where else did you see the numbers? Oh, on the side of the hatch on the island. Oh, yeah, that's perfectly normal thing that happens in real life all the time. Not, it's clearly the product of your delusional mind. Yeah. And Hurley starts to kind of go, oh, my God, oh, I'm, no. I'm wacky. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm wacky. <laughs> It's really a pretty uninspired (laughs) performance by Hurley in this one. Being faced with the prospect of unreality, Hurley says, well, I guess I'm wacky. I've gone wacky again. (laughs) Get me Dr. Peanut Butter and the blueberry parsnips. We, We talk... This... As much as this episode does a pretty good job of dealing with struggling mental health, this is a this is a faux pas, I'd argue. I'm wacky. <laughs> I'm wacky as a way to cope with your psychotic break from reality, apparently. Yeah. Your apparent no. comatose. Mm. Um Yeah, so this is all also this is like a very kind of silly way to well, you know, I'll save that for the end, I think. Alright. Um so uh Dave also hits him with one more bit of trivia of fun time trivia uh which is you know well listen you're so sure this is real well how like how do you explain this how do you explain the hot chick who shows magically shows up and is in love with you that could never happen in real life yeah and that's that's where it kind of cuts to the bone of hurley's insecurity and it's like oh no Mm -hmm. and that's where hurley's like it isn't real Mm -hmm. is it this is all fake Mm -hmm. uh and dave says all right come with me i've got one more thing to show you uh and while they're walking we get a funny little tidbit we get uh hurley saying like oh so you were real the whole time and Dave says, like, well, the one in the in the hospital I was real. And you know what? I bet the real Dave is out there uh, bouncing from hot chick to hot chick. <laughs> and it's like, what? What? The man in the bathrobe who's mean to everything? <laughs> Whose only known trait is meanness and wanting to give Hurley food. Yeah. He's what, so what do you do for a living, Dave? I make fun of people with mental health issues. <laughs> Uh, um, last place of residence, the psych ward. I'm, I mean, I broke out though. Don't worry. Irresistible. Very, very self-aggrandizing of, yeah. of Hurley's uh, imaginary friend. Uh, but then Hurley's like, but I'm, of course, you know, I'm just the part of you that wants to wake up, man. And so Hurley, so Dave, uh, I'm gonna say, you know, 
uh, content warning for suicidal imagery coming up because mm-hmm. it gets pretty intense. So maybe skip ahead a couple minutes if you're not interested in hearing that. Uh, Dave brings Hurley to a cliff and says, this is it. This is how we wake you up. We, 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 you're going to jump off of this cliff. And then you'll be back in it. And then you'll be, this is the only way to snap you back into real life. And Hurley says, I don't want to kill myself. That's not going to solve anything. And Dave's like, none of it's real, man. Listen. He'll wake up. Wake up, baby. And then Dave falls off the cliff laughing. It's crazy. It's quite a dramatic picture. It's very intense. And Hurley's there on the cliff's edge like, damn, maybe, maybe it's time to go. Yeah. Maybe let's do it. Thankfully, Libby comes through. Libby shows up and she says, "Stop! What are you doing?" And Libby and Hurley says, "I'm not. This none of this is real. None of this is real at all. It's too fake. And you're not real. I just invented you because I because there's no way in real life a girl like you would be interested in me." Uh, and then Libby comes through with a big uh, monologue about like, "All right, well, if I'm not real, then." Uh, there was a man when I crashed here, a man with a broken leg who I helped fix. Uh, what was his name? Oh, you don't know because it didn't happen to you. It happened to me. I buried him, Hugo. I buried a lot oh. of people. So don't tell me that wasn't real uh, because that's insulting. Uh, Fair. Good yeah. work, Libby. And, uh, and Hurley doesn't jump off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And Hurley, he, he has the, you know, did you see me with a slipper earlier today? No. Um, and... Libby ends up saying, well, if that, if all this is real, then explain this, and gives him a big kiss. And Hurley says, better do that again just to be sure that this is real. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, happy now, smooching a lady. Ha- smooching a lady happy. It was pretty close to not being alive anymore, but yep. instead he's having the time of his life he's, now. He's got t- literally talked back from the brink of suicide. Yeah. Uh, and then Hurley kind of goes uh, off with Libby, and they have a good time. And Hurley's like, hmm, what a good time. Yeah. And But then we get one more twist of a flashback. We see the photograph scene. Oh, yeah. We see a Hurley wrapping his arm around an empty chair and then zoom out. And who's watching this scene from a table across the way? It's Libby. Libby. She was also in the psych ward. So, which is weird and never really addressed. It's an interesting twist because it makes you go, "What's up with Libby's backstory?" And then you remember, "Oh, Libby dies in like two episodes." Yeah, <laughs> Libby dies. We don't find out. So, all we know about Libby's backstory is that she spends half her time in a psych ward and half her time in a coffee shop giving away boats. <laughs> giving away boats to the nearest stranger yeah. who's nice to her. Who needs it for love. It's Whoever whoever hits me with the biggest story of true love gets a free boat. You know what? This That's like pretty much it for this episode. There's really no side plots. There's one, Wait, there's one side plot. There's one yeah. very small side plot. Yeah. Um, where uh, There's a boy. There's a boy. Trapped. <laughs> There's a boy trapped in a room. A boy trapped in a room, and that boy grew up to be Benjamin Linus. Benjamin Linus. <laughs> uh, I think the gang has just found out that he's not Henry Gale. Yep. The gang has just found they out. They know he's something. They know he's an other, but they don't know anything more than that. They don't know much more than that. Um, there's two pivotal scenes in here. One of them is Saeed interrogating Ben and trying to oh get answers God. out of him and being like, if you don't tell me how many, how many of you are there, what is your purpose? When did you kill Henry? 
and Ben's like, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know anything. I'm just. I'm just a pawn, and I don't know. It's a boy trapped in a room. Saeed goes off on this one. Uh, Saeed ends up fucking like pointing a gun to to Ben's head and saying, "I'm going to count to three if you don't answer my question. One, two, three. And he pulls the trigger. It's lit. It's Anna Lucia like hits his hand right yes. at the last second. So, so the bullet, so the bullet misses, and no yeah. harm is done. But he was going to execute. He that. was actually about to just execute this prisoner, yeah. who admittedly is a genocidal murderer. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yo, Saeed. It was like shoot in the head from point blank. From point blank, like th- mostly out of frustration too. I, I yeah, it feels like. Normally, Saeed is very, like, cool and collected. Totally. So it felt a little out of character. Yeah. He he's always comes through with, like, I know, listen, we have to think long term and have Yeah, he's, ideas. like, very smart and strategic. But I guess he's just too pissed off. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Locke comes through and says, I've earned five minutes with this guy. Somehow. Somehow. I don't know how. And so they let him talk to him, and he says, why'd you... Why'd you come back and help me when I was trapped here? And Ben says, listen, I went through the vents. And when the alarm was going off, I didn't I didn't push the button when the alarm went off. And you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing. The, t- the timer reset back to 108 and it was all hunky-dory. And obviously he's just fucking with the... There's a really funny line where, where Locke is like, you're lying. And Ben says, I'm done lying, which is... Which is crazy. Ultimate lie. Yeah, it is the ultimate (laughs) lie. The lie lie to end all lies. The lie to begin all lies. Truly. Ah, man. There's fun little scenes, but, like, the meat of the story is Hurley. Hurley's journey. Hurley's journey. And, uh, yeah, a couple things to cap cap that off. Uh, It's, like, very clearly playing with, like, a common, like, theory that's always floating around that, like, they're going to end with a cop-out. And the cop-out is going to be, it's all in someone's mind. Totally, yeah. And so this is kind of lost, find, like, cheeky way. It's of, all in someone's mind. Yeah, it's all in someone's mind. And then kind of dismissing that as absurd. Yeah. Um, but, like, also the episode itself is, like, pretty pretty good. Yeah, it's generally. not bad. It, it keeps... I enjoyed watching it. As, like, a self-contained thing, it's pretty, like... Uh, I'm not going to say fun, because it does have, like, intense... Like, it's... I feel like most of the mental health stuff, like, while, like, not amazing, does, like, like, the sense of, like, imposter syndrome that Hurley has is very, like, is treated as, like, real and, like, definitely as a relatable-ass, like, totally. feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Dave is a cool character. Yeah, Dave's, like... I, I like, like the mean guy. They did a great job casting, like, a yeah. weird little asshole yeah. for one weird little asshole gremlin in Hurley's mind who's yeah. just mean. It's pretty mean. good. That, one of the more memorable one-off characters. Uh, I, I am H.O. Um, so here's a question for yes. you. Uh, do you think there are any questions left behind by this uh, show at all? I think there might be one or two. Or four. Well, let's take a look. and I I'll think they might ask, what was Libby doing in the hospital? And then there won't be an answer to that question. Oh, are you ready for some ambiguous? Because I definitely am going to tell you that there's probably an ambiguous. They I'm hoping for a self-implied as well. Oh, or just me implied. Oh, man. I sure hope so. I sure hope that something is implied by itself. Um. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Here's Okay. So here's a question for you. Why would Dharma want to prevent the swan inhabitants, the swan being the hatch where the button is, yeah. why would they want to prevent the swan inhabitants from seeing the food drops? No idea. 
unclear. Oh my god! And then a whole bunch of uh, nonsense. Um, it may have been to encourage. It may have been to discourage the Swan inhabitants from trying to contact the planets through the radio prior to the use of drones. Uh, sure. And then retconned information, colon. It seems the writer may have at one time intended that Dharma was concealing a secret method of how the food supplies were delivered. However, the final canonical answer renders this explanation implausible. So Okay. Great. Weird. Uh, why did Hurley have a depressive eating disorder even before the deck collapse? Um... Because his dad abandoned him. Because his dad abandoned him. Yeah, literally, that's the exact answer they give. And like, gave him a chocolate bar or something. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely it. Who is the other's leader that quote Henry is referring to? Ben or Jacob? Uh, while Henry himself is later revealed to be the leader, it seems he is actually alluding to Jacob, whose authority he serves under. However, he is embellishing the insinuations of Jacob's unforgiving character, whom he has never actually met. <laughs> idiot oh gosh uh did henry push the button or not yeah he did push the button he claimed that he didn't in order to toy with Locke. he seems to feel particularly threatened by the island healing Locke's paralysis wow (laughs) which is great to think um okay so here's the big one why was libby in the santa rosa mental institute we don't know uh, I want to hear your theory on this. Um, her husband died, yes. and then she went crazy. True. Uh, <laughs> interestingly, they don't have an. Uh, they don't hit this with an ambiguous or an unresolved. Uh-huh. They've got a whole. So they thing. know. Apparently, they know. Uh, this was unresolved on screen. However, <laughs> it is known off screen. <laughs> it is the known. actor was making a whole world <laughs> off screen. They thought out loud really hard and yeah. said, "Wow!" Uh, it is known that Libby had been affected by the death of her husband. The writers later confirmed that this drove her to the mental hospital. Her life in the Flash Sideways, the alternate timeline, seems to suggest that she had developed quote issues with reality and had submitted herself to the facility. Disputed canon has weaved all of these details together as the official explanation. Uh, what is disputed canon? That's a great question, and only Lost Encyclopedia has that answer, I that's guess. That's crazy. There's more. Uh, according to the writers, the plan for Libby's story was to be told through other characters' flashbacks, culminating in freighter characters' flashbacks in Season 4. However, due to the writer's strike, this plan had to be pushed back to season five, by which time actress Cynthia Watrous was not available to portray Libby again. Interesting. Which I would have liked to see. Yeah, that could have been cool. Um, so I'm going to just, uh, that's a nice full course meal of some questions and some bullshit. Why don't we round that out with a nice little self-implied? Oh my God. A nice little self-implied palate cleanser. What was the nature of Hurley's visions of Dave? (laughs) Self-implied food, I guess. I guess so, yeah. As stated in the episode, Dave was a hallucination produced by Hurley's own imagination. Uh, The writer later stated that Dave was subconsciously produced by his unresolved issues with his father, who is named David, which I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I think I just see Cheech Marin and I go, oh, that's Cheech Marin. Yeah, it is Cheech Marin. I'm I'm like, It's not David, it's Cheech. It's Cheech. You can tell me it's David. It's Cheech, come on. Cheech gave birth to Hurley. <laughs> Cheech gave birth to Hurley. He blasted him out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cheech. Um, uh, according to the writers, while Dave was at times a figment of Hurley's ima- imagination, 
He may have also been at times an apparition, possibly alluding to the monster. Don't know, don't believe that for a second. I hate that. That's don't. That's fine. So like, that's another thing is like, we later find out. So this episode t- treats like her like it's not like it is very like cartoon ass like oh I'm a crazy and I'm a seeing things yeah. like it's still like a very for all it's like. For all, like, how much better it is at other episodes, it's still pretty fucking, like, baseline. Even, like, the Hurley seeing things later becomes, like, we later learn that Hurley can actually for real talk to dead people. And he's not having psychotic breaks. Totally. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know. So what is real? What is fake? They don't know. They don't know. They just, they, this is, like, this is very clearly as a self-contained thing where it's like, what if it's all in his mind? It's, like, fine. Yeah. But, like, it gets rendered extra weird when you take that, like... They're they're like want to be like when they go back on it. Like yeah, when two they years go, later, he's he doesn't have mental health problems. He can talk to the dead for real. And it's like that sucks. Yeah, way to like undo like even a like small amount of good you did. Oh um, well, well, it was fine. It was, it was still fine. fine. Episode. Still a fine episode. episode. I enjoyed it from top to bottom. I did have a good time. Do you want to watch another? I would love to watch one more episode of my favorite television. Well, channel. I already went on random.org and did one to sixty. Yes. And the number I got tells me we might watch a bad episode of Lost next. Interesting. I got number fifty-two. Fifty-two. Wow. So we're pretty far into the. That's pretty far into it, eh? Yeah, that is a season six episode. So that's season six, episode five. The Lighthouse, or just Lighthouse, I think. Um, and it's a Jack episode. Okay. So if it's a Jack episode, I'm happy about that. It'll probably be good, I bet. It'll yeah. probably be super good, and we'll enjoy to watch it. Yeah, we'll they did good on that season. Classic season that we love, and we love to see and watch. Best for last. Best, best for, la- for lost. Best for last. Best for lost. That's what we always say. Uh, thank you for listening to our silly little show about goofs and japes and lost in our favorite show. Uh, if you like it, then tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, tell them all. <laughs> tell them all about our cool little podcast. Uh, I've been Bean. You can follow me on Twitter at Barrier Trio. I've been James. Um, you can find me on uh, the internet at James Brown Nut Space, which you, I just updated. You were just in Reader's Digest, yeah, were you, you not? Yeah, you can find me in this month's uh, edition of Reader's Digest Canada on yeah. page 57. It's true. You're there and your face is there, too. My face is there and my joke. You got a j- What a joke. You, I'm not going to spoil the joke. Yeah, we won't. I already sold it to Reader's Digest. They have the rights to it now. They have the... I can't tell it on stage anymore. No, of course not. No, I can. I think I still own the joke. That I hope so. Imagine you tell the joke on stage and, and then readers immediately di- the Reader's Digest SWAT team bursts yeah, in and arrests you. Yeah, they come down. They're like, nope, 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 nope. And then they use my joke and make a bunch of money off of it the, m- the most profitable readers digest episode yeah. ever episode episode <laughs> uh you can follow the show at facebook.com slash the island shuffle or twitter.com at island shuffle uh we would also like to give a shout out to noisepace.xyz yeah. the generous podcast network that hosts us tons of great podcasts there uh and they're all really good like jerking it uh city girls make do my pod cabbages tuning fork all kinds of wonderful stuff on that sweet little network full of good podcasts and great vibes. So, with that, we can finally say goodbye to the episode, Dave. Goodbye to this episode of The Island Shuffle. And to you, the viewers, we say what we say at the end of every episode. Get
you tell me to make a sound and I'll try it? All right, sounds good. Um, can you make the sound that Jim Carrey makes in The Mask? Smoking. Wow, that sounded just like Jim Carrey in The Mask. Lie. <laughs> <laughs>